0: good morning good afternoon and good evening to all of you wherever you are in this world You're listening cleft signs this is captain keith and today's new episode is an interview that i did with guest artist rob i miller from the indie pop uh diy pop rock and roll band blues lawyer uh, i had the pleasure of speaking with rob with uh, my good friend and co-host for this episode jay from the movie bench Quarterback and podcast series we had a nice uh candid and just down-to-earth uh, interview with rob uh the interview lasted for a while so this is uh i had to break it up this is the first half of the blues lawyer interview with rob i miller so uh sit back buckle up and enjoy the ride Oh, and in this interview, we actually discuss uh, Blues Lawyer's first record, Guesswork. So that's part one of the interview. Hi, welcome to Clef Science and Captain Keith. And I have uh, my co host, Jay. What's up? Yep. Uh, you also know him from the Movie Bench uh, Quarterbacking Podcast series. And today we're here with guest artist uh, Rob I. Miller from Blues Lawyer and Christian Singles. So, and some
1: other stuff, but we'll get into that later. So, <laughs> so, how you doing, Rob? I'm doing well. Thanks for having
0: me. Oh, yeah. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for being here with us today. You have been a, a very busy, busy guy, <laughs> a, a, a very busy musician. So, um, you are what?
1: You're from the Bay Area of California? Yeah. Um I was originally born in the Midwest, but I I moved I moved out west to the Bay Area with my mom when I was about 14. So Yeah, so it's been about it's been about 20 years I've been out here.
0: Right on, yeah. Shout out to the Midwest. You know, I'm from the Midwest too, so you told me now when we first met, so that was a bonding moment for us. So. Sure. <laughs> we were like strangers in a strange land when <laughs> we came to the Bay Exactly,
1: exactly. And, thinking, what exactly.
0: Him, all
2: <laughs> and I, I spent a decent stint in Omaha, Nebraska, so I know a little oh, bit about that life. okay,
0: okay. So you were an alien and you were a stranger in a strange land too for a moment. <laughs>
2: yes, <laughs> Cornhusker.
0: <laughs> right on, right on. That's funny, man. Yeah, so Blues Lawyer, let's, 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 so you have two records with Blues Lawyer. So it's Guest Work, Something Different, and you've got some new stuff out too that I definitely want to get into. Um, How do you describe Blues Lawyer? I mean, how do you describe what you guys do?
1: Well, I always have a challenging time with it, Um, but I think Usually, I just say that, you know, we're sort of just like a DIY pop group. You know, we we write pop songs, but, you know, there's sort of like a, I guess, somewhat of like a, like a punk or do-it-yourself aesthetic that's applied to that.
0: I, I was listening to your, your music yesterday, getting ready for this interview. And as I was listening to it, there, a few things struck me. The first thing I want to say is that I know what you mean when you say, like, uh, DIY pop. It's just that I was, things like post-punk and lo-fi, um, like, came to mind to me. And mm-hmm. and of course, like, you know, indie rock and alternative. So, but, you know, when people say post-punk, what does that mean? Is it, and does it apply to what you guys do?
1: It's a good question. I think that, um you know, post-punk has become this term that means something different today than it did even 10 years ago. You know, I I think that it's broadening and sort of what is considered post-punk, you know? Because I think originally post-punk was just supposed to be this kind of umbrella term to talk about, you know, the movement that happened really after punk rock, which was this sort of more, you know, dark and emotive, uh, uh, you know, sort of like early new wave, right? Early goth, that that sort of in-between moment, which is obviously very much like a niche. Um, but over time, I think it's just become this umbrella term to describe people just doing new things with punk music, with punk aesthetics, you know? Um, so I think a lot of those bands that came out of that era are definitely bands that, you know, have had a profound impact on me, like Gang of Four, you know, Joy Division, Wire. You know, these are bands that I all, like, I grew up listening to and were sort of, like, the, the gateway to alternative music for me.
2: Okay. Very cool. I want to get into the uh, to the album, but also, just I guess, before that, like, um, so how do you go about your decision on what direction to go to with the album? Like, as far as, like, does an incident happen that kind of inspires you to do the, um, you know, a certain theme for the album, or are you just kind of like inspired by whatever, it's just like, you know, let me just kind of you know, peel a around and, and see if I could find something that kind of sparks something. So do you wait for their inspiration to hit you, or do you go searching for it?
1: Um, I think I'm always searching for it. I'm always trying to find inspiration in new places. Um, I think for the Blues Lawyer records. A lot of that inspiration has come from conversations I've had with uh, my bandmate and collaborator, uh, Elise. And, you know, we'll just be talking about something and, you know, maybe she'll say something that just sort of clicks with me. And I think about this sort of larger theme that I want to sort of start writing songs, like within, you know, like to me, I think one time we were talking and, and very casually she said you know i don't know what i want um but all i know is that i need something different <laughs> great song <Right. laughs> great song <laughs> yeah and and i and i just like i was like that's such a universal feeling you know like i feel like that's something that we all feel and it's but it's also hard to articulate what that feeling really is right. and so i just started wanting to like work with that and just see where I could take it and uh you know yeah so a lot of the song ideas and the concepts and the, the, the album direction I think comes from our conversations which usually take place like this with me in the cars something. And...
2: it really does feel like that because I was even joking with Keith I didn't know at the time I'm like is this is he in a relationship with her? Because what you are talking <laughs> about, least, I said, yeah. if, they, if they are, they must be in a good relationship because the conversation, the, the, the way the song is, it's like, it's touching on this stuff. And it's almost funny because, I guess what made it stand out is because um, it's definitely like relationship kind of conversation between a man and a woman. And it's a trip because it's a conversation that is not, it's not had as often as it should in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was kind of interesting how you know, sometimes you can express your your, your what you have to say in, in you know in art before you can just a regular conversation, and I just thought it was very interesting. How thorough the the song lyrics are, like conversations speaking on certain kind of things that are just really hard for you know actual conversation. So it's pretty it's pretty neat the connections and the perspectives and stuff. And I'm like only if real conversations between couples really was this this this, is, this is, <laughs> everybody being a good being a better place because they are things that you know not necessarily say taboo but things that are hard that conversation is kind of harder to get to in a real conversation.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, t- I totally agree I, I, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think that that's that's something that we both sort of strive for. It's like sort of, you know, saying the things in the songs that we just don't necessarily feel like we have the strength to say in person, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I, I can definitely see that. So with with Blues Lawyer, so yeah, there's Guesswork. That's the first record. And then there's something different and the Jada's reference, which is what you just referenced. It. So what's really interesting to me is that, like, when I heard Guesswork, I was completely surprised because um, I, I, you know, I've known you for a while and, I, and I've heard uh, the music that you did before that. And it just it was like a rocket that came out of nowhere to me. I was just like, wow. <laughs> and it um, when I heard it, because for for me, you know, there was a lot of rock and roll that I really loved, especially in the 90 s, a lot of alternative music, you know that was that, that was great, that used to be alternative. And then there's the whole discussion about how that that, that, that term became dead once Nevermind came out and how it just got totally commercialized and it just was never the same. And then the whole term Indie Rock was born, although Indie Rock was always there, it just wasn't that, it was just never described really that way until later on. So when I heard Guesswork, you know, I just, I, I immediately, it reminded me of like, you know, I've mentioned this to you before, like Sonic Youth and like The Waitresses. But then when I listened listen to something different, it's, it's, it's something different, <laughs> literally, unintended. And when I'm listening to the music on that record, like yesterday, I was just like, I can't really, yeah, I can't really pinpoint this anymore. <laughs> this is, this is like, this is something. This is. The sound is really cool and you're making your own sound with what you're doing, and I see that. I mean, I love both records for different reasons. Um, getting into guesswork, I mean, just when you start off the whole album with Unstable. <laughs> is that for everybody? I mean, is that a relationship? It's both? It just, that, it's just like a huge umbrella that covers like the world when I hear that song. <laughs> the the yeah. personality of people, so. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Yeah. And just sort of, you know, the strange places that we find common ground, you know, like two people connecting over sort of like their, their issues, you know, I think that's, I don't know. I just think that's an interesting dynamic, you know?
0: Yeah. 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 Cause you don't judge me, you know, <laughs> you know? I'm unstable yeah. staple too. So yeah, I think we've all been there before. <laughs> Some people never leave there, but I think we've all had those moments. <laughs> but it's a great way to start off that record.
2: I just, I just really dug that album. Um, I thought it felt like a little bit more upbeat than the other ones. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I kind of like the vibe on it, and um, I really dug. I think it was a charity case and Twenty uh, Seventh Street.
1: Oh, thank I, you, man.
2: I, I really, really dug those. I thought it was kind of cool. Well, like I said, they're very insightful, and it's like it's, it's kind of. I don't know, sometimes things that, that, that sound like simple, people take for granted, but usually it's harder to have something that sounds stripped down and simple, but then it the, has a great impact. And, and those songs really were kind of unassuming because you kind of get caught up in you know in the song and the music, but then if you listen to the lyrics, it's just like, wow, okay. you're try, really trying to say something with it. And, um, and Thank then- Thank you. Then, oh, no problem. And then also in the album, which I thought was cool was, um, and it's funny because definitely you got your own your own vibe and sound and everything, but it's it's also you know it's kind of familiar. It kind of remind me of certain kind of things, and I thought it was pretty neat because it's almost kind of like that's what we do as artists. We kind of just take stuff in and we 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 process it our way because it's only so many you know notes or so many different keys mm-hmm. and all. This. So it's just always gumbo, and you're just trying to find find your way. But I thought it was pretty neat because um, with the song I think it's pretend. Mm. You know, it kinda of remind me of like, you know, Jacob Dylan, like from Wallflowers kind of kind of yeah. kind of sound. You know, like, oh that's kinda of, that's cool. You know, you still you still sound like you, but it it reminded me of that kind of vibe. And it's just like I just love when things are, you know, I guess it's kind of like retro in a way, where you just really have songs where you could just kinda of, each one you kind of flow with how the movement is going versus being trapped into a style sometimes, you know, a style might work or something might get popular and the flexibility kind of leaves either mm-hmm. from direction from an outside source, like a record label or something like that, or even yourself, you know, this wins. So let me just stick with it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it's nice when you can be creative and not have those kind of restraints. Like you're always kind of searching, you're filling out, you're riding with the beat. Even if, this, if the sound is different, it's okay to experiment and go different ways. So I, I really like the diversity of the, um, of the whole album and how you just like trying things like um, and I really dug um, was it? I think it was I Tried mm. and, and yeah. that kind of yeah, and, and it kind of was reminiscent to me of like uh, Man on the Moon you know like R.E.M. kind of kind of mm. vibe you know so I just I just liked every just the different directions and the different sounds because you didn't know what you're going to kind of bump into thank so you really neat. Yeah. appreciate that
0: I want to ask you, so, like, Indoor Kids, can you tell me what that song's about?
1: (laughs) Yeah, man, it's hard to, like, it's hard to jump, jump right back to where I was when I, like, wrote that. I was sort of just, like, flirting with this idea of, you know, just sort of looking into the world, you know, from sort of a bedroom that you feel like you can't really escape. And, and that being this sort of and when you're when you sort of feel like that it becomes like this like sort of identity it's like your personality or something like your, your depression or something is like a part of you and, and it becomes this thing that you sort of, you rely on in a way and it, 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 it sort of shapes you into the person that you think you are. And, you know, it, it, it and when you meet other people like that there's this sort of shared, you know, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, we all went to school and there was always a couple of goth kids, you know, there's always those sort of kids that just like, they connect on being sort of outsiders in a way, you know? And I just wanted to sort of like explore that a little bit. And, but in the context of like a relationship dynamic, you know, like two people who sort of feel together because they, they, they feel sort of uh, removed from like mainstream society or something like
0: that. Well, they weren't like the kids per se who went outside playing with everybody else. They were more
1: inside just doing their yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then also just like that's obviously is like, you know, I'm trying to sort of make a big joke out of it too by being like, you know, they're all, like another part of it is that we're just like super unathletic and uh-huh. you know, kind of nerdy you know i think that's part of it too okay
0: okay um real cool guy i mean is that (laughs) i love that song it's just funny Uh, uh always the vocal interplay between you and elise is amazing uh it was a it was it was it's really cool to hear both of you sing separately and together it's a real joy but that song is just it's just kind of funny to me it's just i mean are you is he is he a real cool guy or are you making fun of him i mean what's going on (laughs) it's just being sarcastic Um, it's kind of zappa esque as well (laughs)
1: uh yeah man you're really taking me you're really taking me back with some of these Oh, song.
0: don't worry. We're we gonna get to
1: something different. Don't worry. We're almost there. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, okay. So if I'm if I'm thinking about it, I think at the time, you know, I was like speaking to this person. Uh, you know, speaking to this woman, and I think that the relationship was sort of platonic, but there was like some there was sort of some confusion about like what the relationship was, at least on on my end. You know. Uh, And, um, you know, there'd be times where I sort of felt like I was like, just like this sort of uh, receptacle for like drama she was experiencing with other people. And so she'd be talking, she'd be talking about these other people that she's involved with. And meanwhile, I just wanted to sort of like talk about us. You know, (laughs) and uh, but at the same time realized that I didn't have any sort of like real right to to sort of express that in a way that, you know, like I certainly was not entitled to that at all, you know, Um, so it's sort of like me writing a song about feelings that are very much real, but feelings that I also know are kind of silly. You know and i think that that's like a thing that's hard to do or at least it was for me for so long which is to like you know sort of harness these feelings that we all feel that are real but they're not necessarily like you know the kinds of feelings that you feel compelled to to share with with anybody you know you sort of just keep those you hold on to those because you've just decided that that's not really worth bringing up you know that's not really the kind of thing that's worth getting into
0: okay um it's just it's a it's a, it's a very very catchy song and it's interesting um, you know when you say you know diy pop and it's just like in, in america pop music has such a different connotation mm-hmm. and the type of pop music that you're doing doesn't usually get a lot of it's not on the mainstream, but it's pop. And, you know, pop is supposed to be popular. And it's really kind of frustrating and weird how that's happening. But if you look overseas, like in Europe, especially like in England, you know, o- you know Oasis and Blur were Brit pop. They were popular bands. The Beatles were pop. The, I mean, we, we had a time where rock and roll was, was, was popular, but I guess the type of music that, that you're doing and the stuff that's come from the post-punk era, like when you mentioned Gang of Four and Joy Division, I mean, they, they, they definitely had a following, but I mean, I remember hearing Joy the Missions, you know, Love Will Tear Us Apart. I mean, that's the one song I knew until later on, but it's just weird how, I mean.
1: Well, I think what you're, what you're sort of talking about is like the industry designation of the word pop versus the way that like sort of musicians and people who like listen to and appreciate music yeah. think of pop, yeah. you know, like. I don't think that like a song necessarily has to be super successful or like you know all up in the you know Billboard top 100 or whatever to be a pop song. Like I think a pop song is sort of like the craft of just putting together a really good lyric and a melody and and having something that just you know has it evokes that that thing that only like a pop song can do. You know? Yeah. And,
2: pop songs used to come by the populist, popular, you know, folks. It's like, it, it was made to be like, it was popular because of like people's choosing to like that song. Like usually pop songs used to be accidental. Like it Mm -hmm. became a pop song. It was like a B-side, it became a big hit. That was a pop song that that happened because people chose it. But then Mm -hmm. the industry started making pop songs. If we do this beat, if we do this this beat per per minute, if we put this riff in the background, if we use this sample, then we can make a pop song. So that's a whole different thing. So that was manufactured from the top, trying to feed it to the masses versus the, the masses bringing the one that they love up top. But but so like you said, the pop is, is different. It's a different a whole different thing. So the artist is trying to do something that's going to connect, and it can become popular because people connect to it and feel it and connect to it. Up on top, they want the sales, they want the streams, they want the clicks, and and it, it is it is like you know not even connected to anything. It's an algorithm trying to to you know Frankenstein a hit, a mm-hmm. popular hit, and, and 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 any any artist work their salt. Wouldn't necessarily think or start that way. We're usually from the bottom just trying to connect. And that's, that's what makes it popular. That's what makes it, you know, because it's almost like a bad word to call something pop music when it's in it, America. Before, yeah. <laughs> before, it, before pop music was an honor because that yeah. just mean people connected. But now we know that pop music is so manufactured that we almost think of it like, you know, junk food. Like, eh, if you call it that and you're pressing it that hard
1: yeah no I I know what you mean I think that there's sort of been I don't think there's been a lot of people who have like outright said this necessarily maybe there haven't I just haven't heard them but I feel like there's sort of been like a, a a movement almost in the last 10 15 years to almost like reclaim the word or something you know like I'm seeing independent artists referred to as sort of like pop artists in that they're they're making music of a certain caliber that like of a certain sort of distinct like yeah just like universally relatable feel or something and uh yeah and I I I don't know I, I I guess I I I found myself gravitating to that like I liked that because I feel like the the music that I just sort of naturally make without you know trying to put together any sort of like artifice to it that makes, makes me feel better about it sort of being unique and different. Like if I'm just like, I just want to write a song, just the, just be me and just like let the song happen, then it's usually like sort of more of a, you know, a few chords and like a melody and sort of like a pop song structure, like that's just sort of what comes out of me naturally. and i feel and so i naturally just like sort of relate to that so like i don't know it's just uh i like the language of pop music like i just think it's powerful you know
2: Yeah, yeah. cuz really it's connection so and i think like especially with everything that's been going on and stuff i think people are starved from not having music that that they can connect to and then with mm-hmm. people who don't know any better um, they're probably getting burnt out on what's being served to them. And so they're starting to look mm. past that and really trying to find. So I think, I, think, I think certain things hit a certain level. I think people just, just naturally start trying to search for things to, that's going to really fulfill them. And mm-hmm. I think that's how movies that were probably once slept on are now popular, uh, musicians and stuff and songs that they probably would just, you know, always there, but just waiting for the person to wake up to really be able to appreciate them
1: absolutely yeah i think no i think you're spot on with that i think that you know a lot of times like the audience and the artist or the work doesn't really like line up you know but then but then things it's like someone i i heard someone say this recently they were like you know like most good things it took a while for it to find its audience like but that's sort of almost to be expected among things that are are sort of Good these days is that it's probably going to be something that you have to do some digging for
2: exactly so artists really got to be um strong and confident in what they're doing because that's when so many artists that are doing original and, and very um connected things um they could end up they could end up running away from it they'll, they'll just like i'll do what's easier because i want to be noticed i want to be appreciated and it's just like no stick to your guns if you know you got a good thing you stick yeah. to that just just know like you said it's hard it's taking longer because it's really they got to digest it so don't take it the wrong way you have a good thing just stick with it Sure, mm-hmm. they will come
1: <laughs> thank
2: you
0: Once again, you've been listening to Club Signs. This is Captain Keith. And you've actually been listening to an interview that Jay and I did with Rob I. Miller from the indie rock band Blues Lawyer. Talking about their debut record, Guesswork. Uh, great record. I hope you've enjoyed this first uh, half of the interview. And up next is the second half, the conclusion of our interview with Rob I. Miller from Blues Lawyer. So, check it out. As I always say, but wait, there's more, and here it comes.